Welcome to the Project 99 podcast. It is January 7th, 2021. 2021. <laughs> I don't even know how to start this off because it is literally the day after um, domestic terrorism in our country in a big way. So like, how the fuck do you even tackle all that? Um, <clears throat> yesterday, um, a group of Trumplicans, I, I, which I love this term, but I also hate it because CNN made it up, I think. And I, I fucking hate those people <laughs> and they're smug. Yeah, I just hate those people. But um, yeah, a group of Trumplicans uh, got together and attacked the Capitol building. Um, and I think at this point, confirmed four people were killed. Um, but I just read a report that an officer was also killed as a result of this. Um, but no names were released or anything. Um, and basically I, uh, I don't know, nothing's going to happen. Trump already came out and made some kind of half-assed, not, not apology, but basically, uh, I, I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. So they're already dropping all the talks of invoking the 25th amendment and, um, yeah, they're they're calming down. Everybody's calming down. See, this is the, this, this is, is the, the this is the America effect. This is the this is the husband after he's beat his wife, coming back with flowers. Yep. And you know, over the last four years that we have endured the psychological trauma of Donald Trump as our president, you know, there are people <clears throat> when they're in a situation of abuse. They recognize it and they, you know, start to develop a plan of escape from that situation. Well, there are other people who develop a, you know, kind of a Stockholm Syndrome relationship with their abuser to where that person abuses them. And then when they come back, there's a feeling of um, that's the only time that the abused person feels loved by the abuser. So as a reward for being abused and taking the abuse, you get the love afterwards. <clears throat> and Donald Trump is a clinical sociopath. He has, much like Adolf Hitler with the help of Roger Stone and Steve Bannon and other, I believe, people, high-level CIA people who have studied how to manipulate you know, individuals, plus what he's learned in marketing. <clears throat> He has learned these techniques to manipulate people's brains. And until yesterday, I think a lot of people failed to recognize the extent and the level to which our country has become deranged. Now, we've always had, you know, outliers. We've always had groups of people that you know, were off the beaten path, that were involved in cults, that were, <clears throat> you know, Jim Jones. We've always had people who succumb to this easier than others, and you always have narcissistic people who find those people and, and, and make them into their devotees. We, it's always existed, right? But Donald Trump took this mind control to a national level, like Hitler did. Um, he started with people's depression over their losing their jobs. He, um, you know, uh, really worked his way into uh, 
the, the, the forgotten man theory and white male grievance. Um, so he, he tapped into all of these really uh, things that people were depressed about in the United States. And he fed them a bunch of hope that he was the great white hope that was going to solve other problems. And um, granted, there were some people that just gave him a try. And after they saw what he was really like, ditched him. That happened to some people. But he could afford to lose those people because along the way, he has refined his techniques and he has used um, social media to have one person who's devoted to him convert another. And this is something the church does. They expand their church base by proselytizing. You know, you're supposed to preach and witness your devotion to other people to basically bring them into the cult. Well, not only that, but when you have a group of people that is so willing to believe um, anything they want to believe in the face of evidence that proves to the contrary, um, when they're willing to leave and live in total disbelief like that and they genuinely like make themselves believe it, mm -hmm. then people who just really aren't that interested or educated can easily become radicalized because these people that do believe in Trump, like their cult leader, they go and they spread it to other people. They spread the lies. And then those unwilling people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. You know what I mean? It's like, right. That This is why I've tried to make it a point not to argue with these people, because I think that especially when you argue with those types of people, they're extremely emotional and they just immediately switch to attacks and screaming and I just don't need all that. But so I've tried to avoid arguing with them, but I think it's important for everyone that when you hear, if you are in a situation where you hear someone spreading this disinformation and you witness it, you need to say like, no, this isn't true. Mm -hmm. Just because the other people in that room that are listening to that might, they're, they're not in the cult yet. You know what I mean? They might not be in the cult yet. And just by you saying like, no, that's not true could be, you know what I mean? You don't mm -hmm. want people to start believing that. Right. And because I've heard from pe some people that aren't really political at all, and they've repeated some of these lies to me, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't start believing that. Don't go down that, don't go down that rabbit hole. Like, let me, let me be the outside source right here that shows you mm -hmm. actual proof. Don't believe those people. Well, and, he, so, and sometimes I feel like then they break trust with that person who told them that. And it's like, thank goodness I've prevented another one from entering the call. You right. So, I mean? so that's, you know, people who are thinking logically you know, can go down a path of, okay, well, this seems to me, and I'm one of these people, like my brain can never, can't ever stop making connections. And that's one reason why when you study history and you do see that there've been conspiracies and there've been this and there've been that, you start to look for those things. You start to see those connections. And I'm not saying that they aren't there sometimes, but what's happening is people are having this emotional attachment to the philosophy, the personality, the personality cult of Donald Trump. And <clears throat> they get to an emotional point where they want to believe so badly that if it requires them to completely deny reality, they will do that because it hurts them too badly to let go and say he's wrong. And, you know, the, the isolation technique of an abuser, the reason why abusive men, and I shouldn't just say men, abusive partners, keep their partner away from other people is because they're so afraid that if that abused person forms a relationship with another healthy, emotional, healthy individual, 
they might lose their grip on that person they abuse because they need that person to need only them and uh, they control them. And if they have a relationship with someone else who might say, hey, you know, you don't have to be treated that way, that's a threat to them. So Donald Trump has resolved that issue for himself by telling all of his followers, you can trust only me. There is no one but me. I am your savior. I am the one. If anyone says anything bad about me, they're evil. They're a liar. CNN's fake news. Everything's fake news. I am the only source of truth. And, you know, that's a typical cult leader that tells you, like, I had this conversation with my mother earlier this week because she had read on some Republican, I think it was Tom Cotton, some Republican representative's Twitter or Facebook, um, that Biden had appointed someone to his coronavirus task force who said that people shouldn't live past 75. So I'd never heard of this guy before. Um, His name is Zeke Emanuel. And I looked up an article that he wrote in The Atlantic, and I read the article, and it had absolutely, there was nothing in that article to suggest that people, he felt that people over 75 should be euthanized, or that he thinks people should die. I mean, if you read the, go and read the article, there's nothing in it to imply that. But Tom Cotton, who's a Republican, and a trusted person, therefore, in my mother's eyes, said, ooh, look, Biden appointed this evil person who thinks who's a social man- science manipulator who wants to abolish people over 75. And she's legitimately, legitimately afraid of a Biden administration because she thinks that he, they're going to try to kill off people over 75. This is what's wrong with this entire cult mentality is because the people are abusing you, you know, and I, I sent her something else and she said, um, <clears throat> well, she said, I don't, I don't listen to anything that's on CNN. And I said, okay, stop thinking about CNN for a second. The person that's in the article, <laughs> go, just go look that person up. Forget that it came from CNN. Just go to go look that individual up and see if what they're saying is accurate. I tried to send my dad a piece of information that was in Time Magazine about all the court cases that have failed. And he said, Time Magazine is a far left and i was like are you serious at this point they time magazine so if they don't even trust fox news anymore if it disagrees with donald trump's created reality for you then it's a lie which is why he will eventually start his own news network so i sent my dad the actual court transcript where trump's lawyer says i'm not alleging any fraud He's literally telling the judge, I don't have any proof of fraud and I'm not alleging fraud. <laughs> so I'm like, here's the actual transcript. Like, read what happened in court. You can't get any more down to like not being manipulated than you're in the courtroom. And this is what was said in the courtroom. But <clears throat> it's a frightening thing because of what happened yesterday. And, um, you know, there have been some questions about the obvious comparison of when Black Lives Matter protesters were in Washington, D.C. And literally, there was an army of soldiers <laughs> surrounding the White House while Trump hid in his, di- in his, in his, in his bunker, pissing in his diaper, scared that the leftists were going to come and, and harm him somehow. 
that he had the entire White House surrounded by military people. And yet, yesterday, these protesters were, had booked, you know, not booked, but um, they had permits for their protests. They, the large numbers were anticipated. And we've seen Trump rallies. We've seen that people, there have been violence in Trump rallies. So, and given the, given the fact that Trump organized this rally on the day that they were supposed to certify Biden's win, I mean, any security 101 person would know, you better be prepared in case there's a group of people who tries to do harm. But when you look at what happened yesterday, it, to me anyway, it is abundantly clear that Trump premeditated this. That, oh, I think it was absolutely planned. That Roger Stone and Michael Flynn and the QAnon manipulators, this was all organized on YouTube, on Facebook. There's thousands of pieces of evidence to show that these are legitimate Trump supporters, not Antifa. Thanks for that last attempt to gaslight your bullshit. Which actually, uh, <clears throat> I think it was Matt Gates. Matt Getz. Getz, yeah. He was, when I was watching C-SPAN last night and he was uh, objecting. Um, to the electoral votes was repeating that and made up some statement that they used some type of facial recognition to find it out that these people are actually Antifa. He he said that. Matt Getz is a twerp. Matt, Matt Getz is a is, fucking liar. Matt Getz probably took drama in high school because you remember when he stormed the skiff because the Fox News... No, I never heard of this pissant before last night. Okay, so when they were having congressional investigations there were certain people that had authority to be in the room when these investigations were taking place because they there are certain things they don't want leaks coming out they wanted to be you know uh kept the secure to not interfere with the process so the house of representatives was meeting in what's called the skiff and it's a room in the white house where they have to leave all their phones outside and there's no way that you can you know you can't listen in the room it's checked for bugs it's like a secured area where they have these high-level hearings. So there were Republicans and Democrats in that skiff room that were authorized to be there the entire time that this investigation was going on. And Matt Getz and a bunch of other Republicans who weren't authorized to be in these meetings went on Fox News and said they were being denied access, that the Democrats were conducting a Soviet-style secret meeting and they weren't allowing opposition people to even hear what was being said in these meetings. And it was all total lies and bullshit there were republicans in there and if matt Getz had some information to contribute or a question that he wanted asked all he had to do was give it to one of the republicans that were in the meetings the entire time but they created this whole false drama and sean hannity was going on about soviet style democrats and you know he's another one fox news oann and the newsmax and all these right wing they're they're all coordinating a psychological warfare against the American people. <clears throat> I'd like to know who all was involved in it because obviously Rupert Murdoch owns Fox News and he in Australia is trying to get a handle on Rupert Murdoch in Australia because he's buying up all of the media there so that people have no choice. It's like you turn on the TV and it's Fox News on one channel and you turn to another channel, it's Fox News, you turn to another channel, it's Fox News. Different versions of Fox News. Like you can't get any other news but Fox News. And people were like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is our country is being ruined by Rupert Murdoch's monopolization and his right-wing rhetoric 
nonstop is ruining our country, and it's happening here too. So you've got Trump and Michael Flynn and Rudy Giuliani and Lynn Wood and um, Sidney Powell and all these whack jobs, completely off their rocker, insane people organizing this rally, pumping this rally up, telling these people, you're the only ones who can save America. Throw Ted Cruz in that mix too. Ted Cruz, you're the, you guys are the only ones that can save the country. And this is what they've done to these people. They have cultured them. They've manipulated them. They've brainwashed them. They've literally done the CIA Manchurian candidate on half of the fucking population right now. So here's the part that I need everybody to understand. And I don't know that we'll ever be able to undo the mental damage they've done to our country. I feel like it's, it's, it's a very dangerous precipice that we're about to fall over the edge. If, we, if Joe Biden, which I highly doubt he will do anything, if Joe Biden doesn't do anything to set an example that this shit will not be tolerated, it's over. So what happened back in October, and I was trying to find the clip because I wanted to play it for you guys, but... Y'all probably remember back in um, October, there were six, six or seven men that were arrested in Michigan who were plotting to kidnap Governor Whit- Whitmer and um, take her to put her in a boat and take her across the lake to Wisconsin, hold a trial of their own court system. <laughs> and if she's found guilty of treason, execute her. Okay. So this terror cell, they call themselves a militia, but they're a fucking terrorist network. They're a terror cell. Um, The FBI got tipped off about them, and they had somebody inside who thankfully um, followed these guys, caught them scoping out her vacation house. They had all kind of elaborate plans of how they were going to do this. Um, It later came out that they also had plans to, originally the plan was they were going going to storm the state house while it was in session, hold all of the Democrats hostage and conduct public televised trials and public executions. This is ISIS level bullshit. Okay. So that happened. And then it came out after they were arrested that there was a rally back in May where, where the a sheriff of a local a town nearby there <clears throat> named Darleaf, he was at this anti-Gretchen Whitmer, anti-lockdown protest with these terrorists standing on the stage with them and he told people in the crowd that Gretchen Whitmer asking them to not go out during coronavirus or telling them they can't go out during coronavirus is equivalent to house arrest and that she's arresting you a false arrest on you and it's unconstitutional and she's a tyrant and he says to the he points to these two terrorists on stage with him and says these guys are our last line of defense so you have a law enforcement officer advocating publicly for two guys who in saying they're our last line of defense to go out and do these things that they did then when they questioned him about his connection to these two guys he says well these are just charges they haven't been proven in a court of law and they do they do have a right to their day in court and you know maybe they weren't planning on kidnapping her maybe they were going to make a citizen's arrest So let me just say, uh, let me preface this with, I don't have any hardcore proof of this statement, but I have a feeling that the police 
the Capitol Police uh, absolutely allowed that to happen last night. Um, I'm also of the belief that this has absolutely been orchestrated and that certain things were put in place to allow it to just go exactly how it did. Um, I believe, uh, but don't quote me on it, that the woman who was shot was shot by Secret Service because Mike Pence was in that room that they were trying to get into. Um, so I don't think that that person was with the police that were, um, you know, the Capitol Police. But uh, there has been several videos that surfaced of the the police moving the barricades to allow these people to enter mm-hmm. the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, the statement has been made in an article I just read, actually, because the uh, chief of police, the Capitol Police, resigned today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming after the death of that officer. Because Nancy Pelosi called for his re- resignation and he was like, I absolutely won't step down. And then that officer died um, as a result of injuries from that event. And now he has resigned. But it was in an article by Yahoo where someone brought up the point that this building has been mo- locked down since March because of COVID. So how are there so many entrances that they were able to get into that should have been locked up to begin with? Right. Um, and there was one there was one video where the protesters were on the steps. The I, I should I will say at that point I would stay there still protesters, but <clears throat> because they hadn't busted through yet. The um police were on the steps with them and then at some point like I can't really see much happening between the police line and the um the crowd and then the police just run up the stairs. They start running up the stairs. And you go, "Well, maybe they were falling back to a better defensive position." But as soon as they go up to the top of the stairs, they follow. They, they follow right behind. And there's one mm-hmm. guy, and I think it might be the guy that was sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. I'm not sure. But he starts waving a flag, waving people, waving like, yeah. "Come on, this is the time. This yep. is the signal and the for us to go in." And the other videos <clears throat> that have been posted on Twitter, uh, which you can basically just you can find several different videos from different angles. Um, but as soon as the police move the barricades. Um, there is a guy that's, you can only see him from the back, but I don't think it was an officer. I think it was just a regular person. Um, they start waving people to come through and the cops literally stand aside and let them go through. And there's video of the people inside the Capitol taking, taking photos pictures with, with one the police. Of, with one of them, at least one of them. Yeah, I, saw, I mean, I saw a couple different videos. Maybe it's the same incident from mm-hmm. different angles, but at least one of them. I mean, and I did see like, I did see video of police actually trying to prevent the people who had once they had gotten inside and were wandering around taking pictures and damaging things, but not, um, you know, hurting anyone. There were some police that were trying to stop them from getting close to where the house was. The house members were at um, and there was some real pushing and shoving going on there. But by that time, they had already let them come in. They had and, already allowed, I mean, they had the, been able to get in that far and they couldn't stop them at that point. Let's not twist this around that <coughs> they just got into the building. Um, they were literally in the offices of our elected officials. Correct. Does anyone realize that there may be, I mean, this is, this is now an issue of national security. We have no idea what documents that they could have had access well, to. Well, it's the, the fact that they're in, that they, the fact that they forcibly entered an area they were not permitted to go into is already an act of aggression. If you don't want to call it terrorism, it's at least an act of aggression, of trespassing. Then they damage property. But the thing that throws it over the line into terrorism, why we have to continue to call this terrorism. You know, when the guy blew up the RV in Nashville, uh, the police were asked, do you consider this domestic terrorism? 
will you call this domestic terrorism? And the police said, we can't really say that. And people flipped out. And he said, but he said, the reason we can't say it is because we don't know yet what his motive was. And terrorism specifically is an act designed to create terror to further a political ideology. That is terrorism. Right. I love how they drop that story off, too. I haven't heard shit about the Nashville bombing. <clears throat> right. But so these people went to Washington, D.C., uh, organized it on the 6th when Trump, the last ditch effort that Trump had been begging Mike Pence to go in there and somehow rip open his shirt and have a Superman and we, thing on we his all front. Know, and Mike Pence repeated <clears throat> that he had no power to do anything. Well, everybody had said he had no power to do that, but Mike Pence hadn't said anything. He was trying to stay mum about the whole thing. Now, I'm sure in private, Trump was browbeating him nonstop that you have to go in there. And I don't care what you say. I don't care if it's legal. I don't care what. We'll figure it out later. But break the law and say that you're not going to certify the vote. Just do it, Mike. I'm sure that there, there's conversations that will come out that that's what was happening. Um, because you can see what he did in public. You can well, see what I'm Trump sure, was doing in public. I'm sure as soon as this is all over, Mike Pence will make his own statements to either to try to save face I don't think or- he will. I don't know. I mean, he's got to be pretty fucking bent right now that Trump literally sent those people in he there sent after them, him. He sent them, Trump sent them in there, and let's be clear, Trump sent them in there. Rudy Giuliani gave a speech before Trump saying that these people in the crowd, these true patriots, were going to save the country and that this was going to be trial by battle. Trial by battle. He didn't say, thanks for coming out and showing your support for the president. Trial by battle. And you have to put it into the context that Michael Flynn, a few weeks ago, who's a huge QAnon, psychotic fucking nutbag. I can't believe this guy ever passed a psychological test to be in the military. I wouldn't let this guy hold a handgun, let alone be in charge of medical equipment and, or I'm sorry, military equipment and other men. He's psychotic and he's on YouTube queuing on constantly. Uh, you know, he's like if, if QAnon is the Pope, he Michael Flynn is like the archbishop. <laughs> OK, and he's telling people it's perfectly fine for the president to c- declare martial law and take the military and enforce t- the redo of the votes. No, it's not. Mike Flynn. I mean, so many that's things- called a dick. Ship. So many things need to be investigated in this, too, because they said that they had the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security there and the Capitol Police. And you're telling me with and the National Guard and you're telling me with all of those agencies. The shit still happened. Well, I mean, like I said, just go back and look at the Black Lives Matter protests. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there I was no way on Facebook that, you know, I mean, absolutely. These people were full riot gear. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Jesus. They look like, they look like, uh, There's you know. There's absolutely nothing in my mind that doesn't point to this shit is orchestrated. Do you mm-hmm. know what our Homeland Security budget is? And you can't stop right. people from fucking destroying and breaking into the Capitol mm-hmm. building? And so what's happened, I think, is <clears throat> when you, when, when this all becomes exposed, probably 20, 30, maybe 40 years from now, because sometimes the nitty gritty details of these kind of things don't come out until people's old enough to be about ready to die. And then they decide to tell you what they really did in their scrummy life. but. I feel like inside of law enforcement and inside of the military and inside National Guard and the Capitol Police, there are people who have taken this Q oath, um, which they go online 
and they raise their hand and they take an oath to Q. Um, and they become part of a Q army. Now, just like with religion, you know, people will go to work and work for their boss, but nobody in their life is higher than God, right? Like that's the ultimate authority. So for these people, Q and Donald Trump are the ultimate authority. So if Trump tells you to murder someone, it doesn't matter if the law and the courts and everybody else says that that's illegal. If Trump tells you to do it, it must be good because he is the ultimate authority. So I think I don't think it's like all of the Capitol Police or all of the military or all of the police. I think it's certain individuals that are part of this psychotic movement that's happening in the country um, that are complicit in what's happening because they believe that Donald Trump is right. So the, what's happened, though, too, is that in the in the last four years to people like us. Uh, progressive people, liberal people, whatever you want to say, is that we have become desensitized. Donald Trump has, for the past four and a half years, not a single day has passed that people aren't on edge and traumatized in fear of what he's going to do. He started out his presidency threatening to nuke people. Um, and I think that keeping sane people on the edge of terror all the time is, is, a, is a tactic. It's like if, uh, if I was a prisoner of war and I was captured by the enemy, they would uh, prevent me from sleeping. They would disrupt my sleep patterns. Why? Because it causes a degree of mental stress that causes you to crack. It's torturing. Just keeping someone awake, not ever letting them sleep, is a form of torture. Um, terrorizing somebody, just putting them in an environment where they're afraid, like filling, putting you in a box and then filling water just up under, to, under your nose, to, and, and maybe letting you for a couple seconds be under the water and then making you choke a little bit. Doing that over and over and over again is torture because it's terrifying you to a point. And living under the mental stress of what he, he does on a daily basis has caused America to be just demoralized and everything that he does becomes normalized. So the first things that he did, he, you know, before he even became president, gets caught talking about sexually assaulting women. So people rationalize that. They wrote that off. They said, well, it's just locker room talk. And, you know, yes, I'm a super hardcore right religious person and grabbing people by the pussy is probably not something Jesus would do. But I mean, Trump's a man and he's he's a sinner like all of us. So they rationalize that shit. All the racist bullshit that he says, they rationalize that. They claim that he's big on the Constitution and he's the big advocate for freedom. But he constantly wants to shut down free speech. He talked about regulating the 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 news and um, taking the FCC license away from from news stations that didn't say good things about him. I mean, he uh, every day it's something that he does that's so outrageous, and it's just the rest of us talk about it and we're like, we can't believe that he did that. And then the next day, he moves on to something else that's outrageous, and we don't even get time to process how wrong that last thing was that he did. So it's a nonstop situation where you actually have people right now on Capitol Hill who also have been dealing with him for the last four years that are scared to death of Donald Trump. 
because they know he's psychotic. They figured it out a long time ago, like Lindsey Graham. And plus, I think Trump has dirt on Lindsey Graham. I think I think when Epstein was in jail, oh, absolutely. This is a the theory. This is just a theory. When Epstein was in jail, they did some shit to, to find out. I know they raided his safe in his New York house, but I think that they got hold of some information on some people when Epstein was in jail. Because you see these people that called Trump a psychotic, pathological liar like Ted Cruz and, and Lindsey Graham called him all these horrible things when they were running for office. And the minute that Trump got in to become president and started getting access to probably information on these people uh, that the FBI or whoever collects, you know, they collect information on everybody. Um, he, he, got, he had some people by the balls. And, you know, he was not afraid to twist them suckers. He wasn't afraid at all to do it. He's a very, uh, he, he's very prone to just bullying people, uh, calling up the governor. Okay, so think about this. Before this happened, before this coup, this terrorist coup that happened, he calls up the governor, uh, Rathlisberger, not, not the governor, um, Secretary of State, right? Rathlisberger down there. He calls him up and he's basically like browbeating him for a fucking hour. Like, think about how many people you can even talk to on the phone for an hour. An hour is a long time to talk to somebody on the phone. And he just keeps going on and on and on and on. And they're like, no, sir, you're just wrong about that. And again, these people, uh, his cult followers try to rationalize it as, well, you only heard the edited part <coughs> of the phone call. No, the full phone call is available to be listened to. <laughs> and it's the same shit. It's, it's the, the same whole thing. thing. It's exactly the same, only there's other people on the call. I mean, I, I just can't believe these the blatant... I mean, they're already two sharing pictures of these um, these domestic terrorists and saying, oh, they're, they're Antifa people. And then people are posting the full uncropped versions of these photos that clearly show they're holding signs that support QAnon and, you know what I mean, all, Trump and all kinds of shit. And it's just like... Well, okay, so if, 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 they, were, if they were Antifa, quote, dressed up as, as, as Trump supporters. So when these people are identified and they're brought to trial and they had best bring these people to trial because I can tell you right now what conservative people have been talking about, not conservative like your generic brand conservative, but more of them than ever before have been talking hot and heavy with salivation on their lips about a civil war. These people want a civil war so fucking bad. You can't even believe it when you talk to them. They say, oh, it's going to be a civil war, man. It's going to be a civil war. And I'm like, well, do you want a civil war? I mean, do you want that to really be what happens? Well, I mean, no, nah, nah, I don't want it, but it's going to happen. It's going, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming, man. So Tell nuts. They, they are. They're, you can see the lust in their eyes for absolute want and fucking destruction. They don't want any law. They want, they want to be anarchists. They want what happened yesterday in the Capitol to be every fucking day of our lives is going to be them terrorizing us to just do whatever they want they, some types of people too they love that mob mentality and they don't stop for a second to think oh shit what if i uh what if i'm the one this mob comes up they don't think that they just fucking love it they love the mobs yeah i mean and, we see and, it all over our society and you know they they are and i'm a, i'm an advocate of guns i i love I, I i don't say i love guns but i like the fact that if i want to go out on a walk at night i don't have to be afraid that i can't protect myself I think if somebody breaks in my home to do me harm, I'm, I feel thankful that I can, you know, defend my home. But a lot of these people look at guns as if, 
liberals, libtards are afraid to have guns. Which that's isn't their, true. It isn't true, but that's their perception of us is that we're weak, that we're soft, that we're there to be bullied. They like to, quote, trigger, uh, li- even though they're the e- easiest triggered people in the world, let yeah, me I tell you. They, they confuse triggered with um, just absolute shock and awe. Like, you're not sending me into a mental breakdown. I just can't believe how gone you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I get that all the time. They're like, oh, what are you triggered? And I'm like, no, I mean, emotionally, you're not getting any reaction out of me, but I am, like, genuinely confused and concerned. It is scary. It really is scary. So when people get together in these militias and they have these guns and they, they sit amongst themselves, <clears throat> they envision a world where they are modern-day Vikings, where they just pillage, they take what they want. They established their own laws. Like these guys in Michigan said they were going to take Whitmer to a, a, a place on, over in Wisconsin and conduct their own trials in their own courts with their laws. Okay? Um, and, you know, you got these sovereign citizen people who will say that there, no, laws, no man-made law applies to them. They don't, they, they, your laws don't mean anything to me. I only follow God's law, my law. That's the only law I follow. So think about that. How are we supposed to exist in a society where a person, there are no laws. It's just whatever that person thinks that they're allowed to do, justified in their own mind, uh, is fine. And on top of that, they have a desire to, they've had this whipped up desire in them to have a civil war so they can, they want to, they want to abolish the police. These people that are hell-bent on destroying the government they want they don't want to destroy the government because we have pedophiles that's not why they want to destroy the government they might tell you that because they think you care about kids and it's a way to get to you they don't give a shit about pedophiles trump works with pedophiles you know we went over this in another episode he he's worked around and been friendly with people that are pedophiles and it doesn't bother him they don't care about and pedophiles. not conspiracy pedophiles like no like george nader yes. is a known documented fucking pedophile and, pedophile and 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 you know trump was perfectly fine working with him there was a good working relationship there so and and half of these people in saudi arabia that are you know crazy lunatics you think there's not some elitist over there and and there's been people in the higher uh, higher uh echelons of government in Israel that have been caught uh, with pedophilia. And, and one of my point is that that's just a mental trick to make you feel like they're good people. They really want us to give up on civil society. Why? Because if we give up on civil society, if we let go of laws, if we, if we dis, um, you know, if we say that elections don't matter, if we prove that elections are, quote, fraud, if we prove that everything is corrupt, all the governments are corrupt, and now Trump's saying that his three appointed people on the Supreme Court, they're corrupt. Uh, Mike Pence won't give him what he wants. Mike Pence is corrupt. Literally every single, that's that's the point of insanity that I can, you really, at this point, they truly believe that every single person, all the people on those courts, all the people that are against this, Democrats and Republicans, Mike Pence, the Supreme Court, all the people that Trump picked that have now defected from him, all of them are in on it. Yes, they are. He's the only one that they can trust. This is insanity. Well, you know, uh, Hitler, um, when he had his inner circle of people, 
he was extreme. All dictators and tyrants are extremely paranoid because they're sociopaths and they're transactional. So they do everything on a what can I get from it basis. And they all they're always paranoid about someone getting over on them. And when you hear Trump talk about China's, you know, getting the one over on us and, uh, you know, all these other countries are taking advantage of us. That's his paranoia. And so. The circle around a tyrant, Saddam Hussein was notorious for this. You know, they get this group of people around them that are terrified of the leader and and totally 100% obedient to that, to that um, dictator. But you know what happens? People get ambitious. So one person will say to Saddam, hey, you know that, that guy, I think he's working against you. Now, really, the guy saying that has no proof of that. He, he just wants that guy's spot. So he tells the dictator, I think that I don't trust that guy. That guy's working against you. And they cut that person's head off. Because there is no friendship with a tyrant or a dictator. They don't have friends. They use people for their purposes. But the minute, and how many people has Trump thrown away? I mean, historians are really going to boggle their minds when they look at the Trump presidency and say, well, look, he, he appointed all these people, talked great shit about him, right? Mad Dog Mattis, he loved him. Uh, he went on and on about all these people that he put into these positions were great people. We got all the best people. The minute that they did anything to question him or somebody inside his circle said, yeah, I don't really trust that guy. Trump got rid of him. He's thrown so many people under the bus. And the Mike Pence one yesterday, that should have been a big wake-up call. That should have been a big wake-up call because Mike Pence is the biggest bootlicker ever. And he has been so subservient to Trump that, you know, it's just unreal. Man, I don't know. I don't know, uh, you know, how many people watched um, the live coverage of when they reconvened. But when Mike Pence, like, sat down, I mean, and this dude... You could look at Mike Pence. He doesn't look like he's like, he's not overweight. He's not out of shape. So all I can think of to rationalize this is that he was just furious because he sits down in front of the mic and this is literally what he's doing while he's talking. He's like, all right, now we're going to, you know, move on with these proceedings. You know what that was? I'll tell you what that was. He's they, like breathing. Yes, I saw that. So hard. I he's saw that. Gritting his teeth. And I'm just like, dude, he's fucking pissed. No, what it was is. Mike Pence, this is, I'm just going to, this is a complete hypothesis. Well, so is mine, too. I just, it's my take on it. Mike Pence, for the first time, I mean, he's been around Trump. He's seen Trump do people. He's seen that mafia fucking mentality. But he always thought he was safe because he did everything Trump told him to do. He was a lapdog. But when he was in a real bind and he just couldn't do it, uh... He was scared to death of what was going to happen. And when those people came bursting into that Capitol building, Mike Pence thought he was about to meet Jesus. Yeah, that or, yeah, or that. He's either really pissed or he was terrified. And they had to give him a fucking Nerf pill. Because I bet he pooped his pants. <laughs> I seriously bet Mike Pence pooped his pants, <laughs> thinking that Trump sent his QAnon crazies after him. The lynch mob is coming for you, Pence. And you know what? I've sent so many tweets over the past two days. Uh, but my point that I tried to get across to these people is that people like Mitch McConnell, who, <laughs> why tweet Mitch McConnell, right? Because 
Mitch McConnell, you are now on the enemies list. Yeah, this is this is a this is a point that needs to be made too. Is that you know we have always, as a country, managed to have these opposing views, and I I don't think it was until the Obama administration that this massive divide started happening. Not not anything to do with what Obama did, but I just think people were so infuriated. And even Trump had his hand in that back then, like with the whole birther mm-hmm. thing, like let's see the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, something happened. You know, I mean, people overwhelmingly, well, maybe it started back at the Al Gore Bush <clears> thing. <throat> I don't know. Something seriously started. This has been building for so long. Well, man. this and is Trump took advantage of it. But there needs to be a point where, you know, this isn't just about Republicans because I say all the time, John McCain, as much as I don't like any of the things that he stood for, was a decent Republican. Mitt Romney got up there last night. And, you know, I don't know if you saw the or heard the reports of when he got off his plane and was greeted with people screaming at him that he was a traitor. Mm-hmm. Mitt Romney has always been a pretty stand up dude. Again, I don't agree with any of his policies, but he's always been a decent dude. You know what I mean? No fucking crazy scandals, no shitty ass things like. I, just, I mean, it's they need to, their party needs to go back to that. Or well, this democracy this, yeah, is never and, and, and work. I and I said this too yesterday. Maybe I'm just a little bitter because we just had a fucking coup. But I really don't want to hear about your kindler, gentler Republican Party because you all have sat back. A few have stood. A few have stood up. Ben Sass. There's been a couple that have have come out well, John after McCain Trump until he died. John McCain until he died. But the vast majority of Republicans are bootlickers and i'm sorry but if you got a kid that tantrums and you just let that kid have their way every time they peep make a peep you create that tantruming child because you could cut it off and you could stop that shit they did nothing all this time and the democrats didn't either nancy pelosi and and chuck schumer and all the democrats just try to ignore trump but they didn't just they well, didn't work around him and, and make is, him irrelevant. They just they ignored him and then used his little tantrums for political gain. They didn't want us really stop just, his behavior. Just five hours ago, Joe Biden tweeted, What we witnessed yesterday was not dissent, it was disorder. They weren't protesters, they were rioters, insurrectionists, and domestic terrorists, which I will say that I'm glad that they are using that language, but we'll see if it amounts to anything. And then he finishes it off by saying, I wish we could say we couldn't see it coming, but that isn't true. We could. Well, why the fuck? Didn't any of you yeah. do anything about it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did have a Republican-controlled Senate, which this, is, this was my point to Mitch McConnell. You know, once Mitch McConnell accepted Biden's, um, you know, the, it was inevitable that Biden was going to become the president. And Mitch McConnell's a political animal. He's been political, in political politics his whole life, right? So um, he's looking out for himself. He's looking out for himself. And when he said, I'm going to go ahead and just say it's, that's how it's going to be, you went to the top. You you went above Nancy Pelosi on the hit list. Hope you realize that, Mitch. Um, and man, Trump might actually tell us what he's got on Lindsey Graham because Lindsey Graham said he had enough yesterday, and he looked like he was piss was running down his leg when he said that too. And I'm thinking, boy, well, this has got to be bad do. for you, Lindsey, because you've endorsed. You told him, "Don't concede, don't concede, Mr. President, don't concede." And now you're saying, after oh gee, after a coup. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe now I should just say I've had enough. This is the thing too, is that pissed me off is that we had to, you know, after they reconvene, we had to listen to them go on and on and on. 
Like, this is the most terrible thing that has ever happened in our country. And I'm not saying it's not bad. But the only reason these people feel that way is because you just had to be It, ha- it happened to you. It yes. happened to fucking you. Because this, um, this magical thing that you think keeps you safe, you now realize you're not fucking safe. Well, welcome to reality. We right. all walk around with that every single day. You and know? so this is, this is the reason. But I will say I am glad Chuck Schumer was the first one. You know, he came in there and straight up called these people terrorists. Right. He didn't use thugs. He called them fucking he did, domestic he terrorists. He did say they're thugs, but he called them terrorists too. Yes. And, you know, this is the reason that I've been sending messages out to them. Not that they care about what I say, but, you know, somebody monitors their Twitter and tells them, hey, you know, today Analytics. We, we got 500 people today telling you the same fucking thing. You might want to know what it is. So, but this is not going to stop. These people are uh, extremist. They're violent. They are dedicated to a man who's about to be gone. They are emotionally unstable. And if you think that yesterday was the worst thing that's going to happen, you better you buckle the fuck up. Yeah, they because did say these that people they found pipe bombs too. They found pipe bombs. These people, like I said. I started writing articles about this over a year ago on, on op-ed news about how the language you being used by Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh calling the uh, Democrats communist, saying Soviet style, red baiting, uh, terrorizing. They're going to they're going to lock you up. They're going to have death panels. They're going to just constant, constant stream of terrorizing people and fearing and creating enemies out of anybody that doesn't think like you. And now. They've successfully brainwashed people. Well, and I think a lot of the people, you know, on the left side and on the Democratic side need to wake the fuck up, too, because I can't tell you how many people that, you know, I usually talk politics with that are also, you know, level-headed and, you know, have similar beliefs. I told them that this was going to result in some serious, some serious act of domestic terrorism. Why do you think that? And they were like, no, those people are loud and blah, 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 blah. They're idiots. They won't do anything. And I'm like, there is nothing more dangerous than someone who is not in a state of reality. Right. And they're angry. Right. I knew this shit was going to happen. I didn't know exactly what would happen. Mm-hmm. But we, we, I mean, Joe Biden even said this tweet. We saw this coming. Yeah, we fucking did it. And people like me and you have been saying, like, we need to be prepared for this because something's going to go down and and no one took it seriously. Right. No one did anything about it. I so, mean, <laughs> you know, the whole thing with law enforcement, you, with this Darleaf guy, and there's other sheriffs across the country that have, because um, sheriffs are elected. They're in a unique position where they're elected. They're not like uh, the city police have a union and they're held accountable through different, hardly ever, but if there's a process by which they could be removed right. or fired... Sheriffs are just by election. On that note, too, that Martin's Ferry cop that we covered before that got fired for making all those racist posts on Facebook just got his job back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the police union. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, so it's really hard to hold police accountable, but sheriffs are elected. So you can just, unless you literally get caught committing a crime. But here's my thing. So Darleaf ran for re-election after all that stuff happened. Ran un- opposed nobody tried for his job which pays eighty five thousand dollars a year by the way so a guy that advocates and defends terrorists that adopts their thinking that justifies their act violent actions is your fucking sheriff the fact that that got normalized the fact that they didn't stay on that story and keep repeat like 
it's almost like people are deaf to the outrageousness of what is happening. And so now, you know, yesterday we had a coup and we wake up this morning and the president of the United States who committed sedition, who had a violent mob, sent them to the Capitol building to commit terrorism against members of our United States of America was not fucking arrested. He wasn't impeached. He wasn't 25th Amendmented because there's still people that won't stand up. And you know why? It's not because they're afraid of Trump. See, this is what they made a mistake. They were afraid of Trump in the beginning, but now they're afraid of his mob. And you know what? I'm sure after Nancy Pelosi got a pig head, a decapitated pig head and spray paint on her fucking house and Mitch McConnell got fucking spray paint on his, they skipped the pig head on Mitch McConnell. Probably because, you know, he's from Kentucky. He's probably seen pig heads before and it's no big deal to him. But they, so they spray, but they spray. This is, that was telling them, we know where you live. We know where you live, Mitch. So don't fuck with the president. And he kind of threw, I mean, he really fucked over the Republicans in all of this by not allowing them to vote on these stimulus checks. Because there's nothing in my mind that doesn't point to the fact that, you know, they fought these stimulus checks and the Democrats used that. And they said, listen, Georgia, if you want any hope of coronavirus relief, we got it. We have to take it. We have mm-hmm. to take that. We have to have the House and the Senate to do this. So you need to vote blue. You know, you got it. You got to vote blue in Senate. And, you know, they won. Which, and that's another out thing. Out of all of the shit that's happened over the past two, the two days, um, the one good thing that we can cover is that we got the Senate now. Right. So that's good news. But I, I think Mitch McConnell really fucked that up. Just and like the they, Trump, everybody was blaming him directly. I mean, well, they were blasted. blaming they were blaming Trump for going down there and literally saying elections don't matter because you're being cheated. Oh, anyway. absolutely, that too, that too. But it's so sad that people in Georgia, you know, it was that it was even a close contest between a minister, a black minister, and a woman whose husband owns the New York Stock Exchange and who sold stocks and bought stocks when she knew about coronavirus, did insider trading bullshit and got away with it, made profit on the pandemic, but didn't worry to tell anybody else about how bad it was going to be. Just cha-ching, cha-ching, make some money. And then you got David Perdue. He's being investigated for insider trading because he had positions on certain uh, military, the, the purchasing of military supplies. And, you know, was able to buy stock in certain things to make money on his position there. And he's being investigated for that. So the fact that it was even close is an embarrassment. That's between Trump and Biden. Well, you know, I don't like that, Biden, but, but the fact that Trump, it, it, it was even close is an embarrassment. But we know Georgia was one of the states that gets hit pretty hard with voter suppression. And um, I think that's a big thing that needs to be looked at, too. That's like the Republicans' number one thing. They love voter suppression. They mm-hmm. fucking love it. And gerrymandering. And gerrymandering. So that's all things to consider, too. Um, But I was going to mention that uh, Biden also tweeted today, uh, which I was shocked because I'm like, now he's going to downplay this ain't shit going to happen. But he said, no one can tell me that if it had been a group of Black Lives Matter protesters yesterday that they wouldn't have been treated very differently than the mob that stormed the Capitol. Well, sure. We all know that's true and it's unacceptable. So I'm wondering where he's going to go with that. Um, because it's absolutely true that if that was a group of, if that was any kind of Democrat or leftist or whatever you want to call it. So look, how many times have we gone over the story that, you know, a black man has a cell phone and gets shot because the cop thinks the cell phone might be a gun and in the heat of the moment shoots and kills a black man. But 
a white kid kills two people and walks right past the police and just goes home for the night. Yep. You know, if these would have been, listen, I said this too. If those would have been Muslim terrorists. Now picture this bullshit. Picture, just picture it. A bunch of Muslim protesters up there say they're there to support Ilhan Omar because we all know that she's hated just because she's brown and she's Muslim. Storm into the Capitol building like these idiots did. Listen, the military would have been there and would have fucking locked that building down. They would have surrounded it with armed troops. They wouldn't let anybody come out of that building until they identified them and figured out what they had to do with it. These people fucking went back to their hotel rooms. Nobody stopped them. They were milling in and out like it like they owned the place. Nope, nobody stopped them. They arrested like what 13 fucking people? 13 people? Do you know that there was 500 and some people arrested during the protest for George Floyd. Like, 88, I think, in D.C. in one day were arrested. And they can't, you know, it's, it is white privilege on display. It's total white privilege on display. The fact that they went in there and did that, and it was, act, and everybody acts like it's not, it's not as bad. Like, yeah, people were t- saying it is domestic terrorism. But even in comparison to other domestic terror incidents, we, d- we didn't treat it like it was a domestic terror incident because they were white. Because we, I mean, that didn't really scare us as bad as if there were brown people storming in there. I mean, it's so obvious. I don't know how people can deny it. But in the end, I think that Trump fought this thing to the very last end for two reasons. One is his obvious narcissism. And it was a test of his, his control over his minions. So he, he got what he wanted on that one. Um, and he will throw those people under the bus too. I mean, he'll, he doesn't care what happens to them. Now, the other reason is because Trump's in some criminal shit up to his eyeballs. Two people from Deutsche Bank that were responsible for $300 million worth of loans that were made to Trump that have become under investigation quit. In de- like the end of December. And they know Trump's out January 20th. He's got legal issues with his properties in Scotland because they think he's laundering money. Um, you know, the Southern District of New York's got investigations on him. He's, he's, he, all of his things that he used the presidency to protect himself from are hanging there waiting for him to become a, c- a citizen again. And um, I don't think people care that he's an ex-president. Not, not the people that want to take him to court. You know, you got that Jean Carroll who said that he raped her all those years ago and she's suing him for defamation. He tried, and Trump tried to get Bill Barr to take that case over so he could make it go away and Bill Barr wouldn't do it. There's another guy that got thrown under the bus. Bill Barr did everything that Trump wanted him to and the minute he didn't, Trump just threw him away like a piece of trash. So just a note to everybody out there if you ever meet somebody with that personality, don't think for one minute that you're going to use them to better yourself because it does not work that way. It's only, you're only going to get used and thrown away by somebody like Donald Trump. But I have to laugh for a second because I just saw this article by BBC talking about that Ashley Babbitt. It says U.S. Air Force veteran who lost her life in riots, which fucking BBC. She's a terrorist. She was a terrorist. Why did you choose U.S. Air Force veteran? Why didn't you choose domestic terrorist um, as your title? But it is quoted as saying that the day before they stormed the Capitol, she posted 
nothing will stop us. And I just like, well, well a bullet did. A bullet did, bitch. <laughs> like, but seriously, so disrespectful, she but will dude. become a martyr now. She will become a martyr to the Q crowd. She's going to be, the, she'll be the patron saint. What about the cop they killed? <laughs> no, fuck him. They, they they act like they care about law they care enforcement. Blue Lives Matter, they're blue, the thin blue line flags while they're fucking fighting with the cops. I mean, Jesus. Well, they've never been known for their logical consistency. But um, the, one other thing, too, I, I kind of tweeted to um, Pete Buttigieg because, yeah, I guess he has some kind of intelligence background, right, in the military. So I was like, Pete, just curious. The FBI determined that QAnon was a domestic terror threat. Like, how long ago? Any idea why with Google and the NSA constant surveillance state we live in now that we don't know who QAnon is? Doesn't anybody think that that's a little bit fucking ridiculous? Like, if Mike Pompeo wanted to know what color my kitchen was painted, he would know it in fucking 15 minutes. Okay. If Pompeo wanted to know what your butthole looked like, <laughs> he could know it. Okay, we didn't have to go there. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all don't realize what the NSA can do. I mean, that was Snowden told that shit like forever ago. I know, that they're constantly. The other day it was just like freaking out because they were like, they can turn your cameras on your phone. And I'm like, oh, do y'all Lord. know who Edward Snowden is? Like, good God, this fucking country. Did you think that was just a made-up story? Yeah, your like television, shit. just so you, in case anybody out there doesn't know, your television's spying on you, your fucking thermostat in your house is spying on you, God forbid you were dumb enough to put a camera in your kid's bedroom because hackers are probably watching your kids sleep at night. Uh, you know, it, it, pretty much any device that you have that takes electricity can be, is, can be accessed. And it's watching you, it's, it's recording everything you're saying, everything you're doing, your GPS, your location is tracked. You have, you don't exist as a entity that is not constantly being surveilled. Which is another reason why these microchip things is just, that that's a whole nother topic we won't even get into, but just what a fucking crock of shit. As if they can't know everything about you. Yeah, so I don't already. believe, I don't believe for one fucking second that the Trump administration doesn't A, know who QAnon is, and B, is behind everything that, that this tr- they created this Q cult as a backup to effect a coup when they had to leave office. And the stop the steal thing, just so everybody knows about this, CNN did a story on this. Um, stop the steal was the brainchild of uh, Roger Stone. He created stop the steal and the whole thing about election rigging and fraud for the 2016 election against Hillary Trump, Hillary, Hillary between Hillary and Trump. Remember when Trump kept saying, if I lose, it's because it's rigged. If I lose, it's because it was rigged. He was saying this shit back then, but he fucking won. So Roger Stone tucked that shit away and then come upon the 2018 midterm elections, they pulled this shit out again. Oh, the ro- uh, voting's being tampered with blah, 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 blah. But they literally only say that. It, I mean, that's another just blatant. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, oh, okay, so all of the Democrats who won, that was cheating and fraud. But the Republicans who won were legitimate. I mean, it makes no fucking sense, yeah, right. dude. Even even some Republicans that are like, who won office, and they're like, no, it's fraudulent. So you yourself let yourself be sworn into this position when you know it was fraudulent. Like, mm-hmm. then you're just as guilty. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? So half the people that were going to object to Biden's win 
also won on the same fucking ticket that Biden, the same, during the same election, they won. In the same state that they're contesting that the result was fraudulent. It yeah. makes literally no sense. They asked Marjorie Taylor Greene about, you know, protesting against the uh, Biden victory. And they said, but you were on the same ticket. Are you also contesting your own win? She goes, we're just, just talking to the president. Yep, that's what she said. Oh, well, isn't that just co- uh, convenient for you? So, and back to the normalization thing. This chick is a QAnon devotee, and she was allowed to be a member of Congress. She's allowed to be a member of Congress? Well, I haven't confirmed this either, but they're talking about that guy from West Virginia that was on the House that Mm -hmm. was a part of these domestic terrorists. Um, I haven't confirmed it yet, but I'm sure it'll come out because we have people like uh, Sean Fluharty and William Elenfeld already wanting this guy. Mm -hmm. Charges brought up. Get him out of the House. Like, right now. This is unacceptable. Um, But I was reading he had charges pressed against him that literally... He had like an order against him because he stalked someone. Nice. Um, that just expired like December, like last month. Um, and I'm waiting to get something concrete to prove that that's true before I'm going to claim, you know what I mean, that that's mm-hmm. accurate. But that is some of the things that I've been reading so far about him. And I'm like, but we do know that in um, West Virginia, who was just elected, that Mike Maroney, I think his name was, mm-hmm. he has outstanding charges against him for prostitution. Mm-hmm. And they, they've elected him. So, Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we we've normalized the we've normalized so many things that are just beyond the pale that the fact that this coup attempt this coup attempt well I call it a coup because it, it was unsuccessful coup happened is because we have permitted we're being pussies the yes straight up Democrats and Republicans have no fucking spine but let me tell you what's going to give them a spine. And let me tell you what might, might, might break the spell that, is, that Trump people are under. I think when he's out of office, it might dim a little bit. But I don't know. because I think he's going to get his own news. I think he's going to start his own news He network. will get his own news network. But I think it's the, the Twitter every day, the intimate connection between Donald Trump. People have been off work. They're going to have to go back to work. They're going to be busy with their lives. Hopefully, they won't have as much time to sit on social media, go down rabbit holes. I'm hoping that the mental health aspect will improve a little bit after trump leaves office but you're still gonna have the new up-and-coming uh nutbags like matt Getz and these other ones that are only interested in in becoming political superstars they don't give a shit about you and your life and doing anything for policies that's why they love this cult so much because they literally don't have to work for votes no substance they're they're substance free guns bible pedophiles they just say certain keywords, Venezuela, and all their conservative base reacts and says, I'm going to vote for that guy. I mean, because he's saying these these cute, these these little words on a cue card, and then he gets into office and he doesn't do jack shit for you. That's funny. Oh, yeah, a cue card. I mean. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think that Trump's afraid when Biden gets in there that people are going to be calling him up on the phone. And he's going to get into some records that Trump didn't shred because I think there was a whole lot of shredding going on, and you know, not meeting with meeting with Biden's transition team, the 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 uh, intelligence people, not meeting with th- that had nothing to do with foreign intelligence. It's because they they don't want the Biden team to find out what Trump's been doing in that office for the last four years. He's probably got a Q office set up in the fucking basement of the White House. Um. But that, but that'll come out, and of course, like I said, his devotees will rationalize it or whatever. But there was a Republican on television today, and I can't remember who it was. Some guy I had never heard of before. But he was saying um, that 
you know, the Republican Party just needs to get back to its, its, its stable, good, you know, foundations, which was always just taking care of rich people. So to me, fuck you. But the, the kinder, gentler version of evil that the Republican Party was. Um, and he actually said, you know, if people like want to have these extremist views, then that's okay. But I disavow it. Now oh. think about that. Okay, so let me. It's just... not okay, dude. It is not okay for extremists to be in our government. Just an hour ago, they gave an update that the U.S. Capitol Police say no officer was killed during the insurrection in D.C. that left four people dead. That the media uh, has been reporting that, but that is not accurate. Hmm. So imagine that media not getting something right. Right, but I just wanted to update that before <clears throat> we. Uh, I wanted to make sure I included that because we were discussing that. I was discussing that earlier, so. But, you know, when we covered the, the whole Michigan plot to kidnap Whitmer, I was going to try to get that clip and insert it in here of us uh, the day we did that show because I said then that if they let this go by and it just becomes normalized, you haven't seen, you haven't seen anything yet. And I'm not trying to scare anybody, but... Even though Biden won by the most number of votes in the history of presidential elections, Trump got the second highest number. Let that sink in and then realize that there are now tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of extremely radicalized, mentally unstable individuals. Um, there are terror cells in our country right now and we don't have a choice to avoid we can't look the other way we can't normalize this we can't look the other way and as scary as it is to think of speaking out against these people like nancy pelosi and and these you know people that go through their comfortable lives and don't ever have to be terrorized or feel afraid or worry that was good for them that was good for them i feel bad that it happened to them but they need a wake-up call because you know what's going to happen next? And if they let Trump sit in that office for the next 13 days, if they don't take that son of a bitch down, I'm telling you right now, every second that he gets away with what he did yesterday and is not in a jail or a, locked up in an institution, he is. we are normalizing it, that he committed a terrorist insurrection at the Capitol, and he's sitting still in power? What the fuck is going on? He should have been immediately impeached and taken to jail for treason. George Washington probably would have had Trump hung in the public square. Abraham Lincoln probably was a pretty merciful guy, but even he might have had him, had him locked up in jail. This is ridiculous. And I don't know what it's going to take for the devotees. Um, but I will remind you that before 9-11, the most deadly terrorist attack in our country was the Oklahoma City bombing. It was done by a veteran, former veteran, two former veterans actually, um, Terry Nichols and, and Tim McVeigh. And they blew up a building and killed 368 people. Some of them little children in fucking daycare. 
So when you think it's all cool that you've got a gun and you believe in Q and you don't, laws don't apply to you and you can do what you want. And the minute somebody doesn't capitulate to what you want, you're going to stick a gun in their face or take a bomb and blow up their workplace. Is that what you guys want our country to turn into? Because guess what? Someday the target of a whack job might be in the same building that you work or your kids go to school. You have to start in thinking about this stuff. I don't know that that's going to scare them considering they are the people that truly believe that nothing bad will ever happen to they them. Think that, but they think that they're safe because they're on the quote right side. That the people that are going to raise anarchy and kill other people and do these kind of overthrow like what happened. They, and yeah, by the way, a, did you notice Josh Hawley didn't look like he was scared at all? No, he didn't. Oh, I'm absolutely 100% convinced that this was orchestrated into that people like him and Ted Cruz, Matt Getz and Ta- Ted Cruz. They look pretty calm about the whole thing. Like they knew that absolutely that was going to happen. I think they absolutely knew it was going to happen. I don't think Mike Pence knew, but I think they did. But you got to remember that just like this guy that took the RV to Nashville. Okay. They said, well, he, he played a warning <laughs> almost to try to make it look like he was a nice terrorist because I mean, he did play a warning to try to keep people from being in. What the fuck is wrong with you? He didn't know people was going to hear that shit. He, they, there might have been a whole family of little kids in, inside of a building that that explosive was so big it could have collapsed a building on top of little kids. That fucking guy was an insane narcissistic terrorist. And you're right. We haven't heard shit about it. We haven't, we haven't even heard what kind of explosive you used. Don't you think nope. it's fucking important to find out how a guy could get his hands on that much explosives? And I think we did mention last time. His girlfriend told the police in 2019 yeah, he was did. building bombs in his fucking RV. Yeah, we so that. you tell me why <clears throat> they can break into Breonna Taylor's house and shoot her in her bed on suspicion of drugs. But they couldn't go and look in his fucking van when his girlfriend told him he was building bombs in there. That's fucked up. Yep. <clears throat> so we'll just leave you with this. If you're talking to these people that are, are in the cult, try not to argue with them, but just ask them this question. <clears throat> so if these people get their civil war and they start, you know, doing whatever they want, how do we know they're not going to, they're not going to harm your kids or something? I mean, it's unpredictable. Terrorism is unpredictable. Yeah, um, just for the record, <coughs> these people aren't super good at doing any type of real research. So if you think that they're not going to set up a bomb near your kid's school, um, <coughs> I can tell you that they're, they're probably not looking into it that deeply. <laughs> huh. All right, so um, that's all I have. That's all I have. I'm worried about time. So um, as long as you don't have anything else, Mick? Nope. All right, this is Juke signing off. And this is Mick signing off.